It's time to pull those belts tight, race fans. The Front Stretch is coming at you. Presented by Joe's Karting and Council Bluffs. Now, here's Dan Taylor and Dirk Houston. Welcome to the Front Stretch Race Fans, presented by Joe's Carding and Council Bluffs, online at joescarding.com. Fast-paced white-knuckle racing just across the river on 23rd Avenue. Get over to Joe's Carding today. Do yourself right with a little indoor kart racing. Uh, the order for the show today, we're going to do headlines and conversations. We're going to get you set for the Ally 400 at Nashville Super Speedway on Sunday evening. And then uh, in turn number two, we're going to sit down with Ryan Kumpf, who is the owner of RK Inc. And the announcer out at Boone County Raceway, who's got a pretty big race coming up in a couple of weeks, the Panner, Tanner Pelster Memorial. So we'll talk to uh, Ryan about the ins and outs and all the details about that. First, let's get into the headlines. And it was announced earlier on Wednesday that uh, Josh Berry will be taking over the number four driving duties for Kevin Harvick at Stuart Haas Racing following the conclusion of the 2023 race season. So Barry set to sit down in the number four car for 2024. Uh, I didn't see how long of a contract uh, they signed, but uh, you would imagine probably going to be a multi-year deal. My guess would be what used to be the standard, which was three years. And my, I'm, guess, I'm basing that on um, the way the sponsors like to work. Yeah. The sponsors want to know they're tied up with somebody for a couple of years. And obviously Josh has had a great reputation. Uh, um, he's won a lot of Xfinity races. He's won a handful or he hasn't won a cup race, but he's had a couple good runs in his very limited number of starts that he's had. Yeah. He's um, been filling in for a couple of the Hendrick guys and uh, seem to have taken to their cars fairly quickly. And, uh, and, you know, I don't know if I'd necessarily say he's been a major threat, but, you know, uh, top 10s and top 15s, that ain't too shabby. Oh, I think he's got two top fives. I know he's got one. He uh, he ran second somewhere, I remember. I can't yeah. think of where around the top of my head. But I just like what Tony Stewart said about him. He goes, I don't want some kid coming here with a checkbook. He goes, I want a driver that's earned this position. You know, he goes, I don't. <laughs> Well, and went on to say, he said, I don't want some kid that graduates high school and becomes a cup driver. Yeah. Well, do you think that was a shot across the bow of uh, uh, Cole Custer? No, the whole racing community. Okay. Cole Custard had, you know, a good couple of years in Xfinity. I think yeah. he earned a shot. Yeah. I think it's a shot across the whole industry. Yeah. And it's easy as a, as a team owner when you're facing uh, financial issues with not being able to line up sponsors that you go and sign a driver that they've got a checkbook that can uh, make ends meet and and maybe even put a little money into the bank account. So it's a it's a tr tricky deal. But yeah, to Tony's credit, yeah, um, they want a talented driver that's driven and and uh, and can can uh, can earn what he's what he's getting and not pay for his way. Because it's you and I both know there's been very few drivers that have had a healthy checkbook and have been successful in racing. Well, it just depends on what level you want to say they're successful. Yeah. I don't think, think anybody's bought themselves into a, a cup ride yet and, and been, you know, uh, a commodity in the cup series. I don't think that's happened yet. But as far as into some of the Xfinity stuff and maybe some truck has, you know, uh, but they kind of fizzle out. 
you know, obviously there's a ton of them in the, you know, up through the late model ranks and stuff like that, whether it's, you know, dirt cars around here or some asphalt stuff on the East coast, you know, there's been guys do it there, mm-hmm. but uh, Josh, I'm, I know he's won at least two um, weekly series titles, um, you know, and, and those are hard to come by. I'm pretty sure he's won two. He might have won three. I'd have to look that up. But, uh, yeah, the, he's uh, – uh, The Cars Late Model Touring Championship? Yeah, I think it was Cars. And uh, – but he might also have the the weekly racing series NASCAR title for two. Like yeah. Joe Kaziski and Eddie and uh, those guys locally. Larry Phillips won a bunch of them. But I think he's got a couple of those under his belt. Yeah. I think that's a good fill in. It's, you know, there's Stewart house racing has been, uh, I, I, in my opinion, struggling this year. And, um, so hopefully with the addition of, of Josh Berry, they're able to kind of turn that train around a little bit. Did you see anywhere? I haven't had a chance to read the press conference or the uh, notes or anything like that, but any word on, uh, Childress, is he going to stick around as crew chief for a few more years or is he moving somewhere else? No, I had, uh, uh, I ended up having to work today, so I haven't read anything. Um, uh, but I did see an article either yesterday or Monday where Stuart Haas has um, done uh, a little switching around on some crew chief duties. Um, they brought the guy back for uh, Chase Briscoe that got him his Xfinity title. Mm. Um and I don't remember, I think he had been working still in the Xfinity series and the guy he's had for his year and a half in the cup series is going to some other department. He's still with the company, but he's not going to be a crew chief anywhere. And then they brought up an engineer that's going to be the crew chief on their, uh, on Riley Herbst car, the number 98 in the Xfinity yeah, now's the time to start making changes. We're we're coming down to the uh, nitty gritty of it. If you're going to make the playoffs, or if you're going to be one of the cars just making laps those last ten races, um, so they got to start shaking things up if they want to start competing for the championship. Yeah, and yeah, it's time to get that done. Uh, but yeah, I, I think it's a good move. I think it's a good hire. Um. Everybody's still convinced that Ryan Priest is better than Cole Custer was, and I haven't seen that yet. Um, I mean, Cole Custer won a race in his rookie year. Yeah. It was a race. He didn't win a gas mileage deal. He didn't win a rain out. He won a race. He was the fastest car on the track that day. You know, um, he made some mistakes, you know, the young driver's going to make. But, uh, you know. There's a lot of guys that race a cup car and never win a race. Yeah. You know, uh, Priest going to kick butt because he's got a, a, you know, great equipment with Stuart Haas now. You know, I keep telling people there's not a whole lot of difference in the top 25 or 30 cars in cup for equipment, especially with the way the cars are now, because they're, you know, damn near the whole car is, you know, a, a model kit out of a box. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it, it, it you, you can adjust it you can be in top notch equipment and if you're not jiving with the crew chief or the team or the owner, it's going to be real tough to be successful. Well, the owner's the, the least of your words, but obviously your crew chief and your engineer, you know, those are the things that you need to, to win races. 
-hmm. The owner's paying, you know, writing a check. You know, that part is irrelevant. Obviously, if your owner likes you or if you're great with your sponsors, you got a better chance of sticking around if you but you still gotta be competitive because a sponsor ain't gonna like somebody that is in top, you know, top tier equipment like everybody is, but runs twenty-fifth all the time. Yeah. All right, moving on. Noah Gregson has been cleared to return to racing this weekend. Uh, I believe he was uh, sidelined at Sonoma after suffering concussion-like symptoms after a crash at Worldwide Technology Raceway. Uh, Gregson uh, has also been granted a playoff waiver. So he now again, I just for those of you that are intermediate NASCAR fans, it does not mean he has been granted a playoff spot. It means that he is simply allowed to continue to compete to achieve to to get into the playoffs, and they have waived the rule that states you must attempt to qualify for all twenty six points paying races leading up to the playoffs. Right, That's, he's eligible to be in the playoffs even though he did not meet the original criteria. Correct, and and I I think it's kind of important to go back and revisit that because that was one of the rules that NASCAR put into place. Back when there was conversations, I don't think it ever would have happened, but there was rumors running around the the uh, garage for uh, a couple of races that I think it was the first year they did the stage playoffs where they had round one, two, and three, and uh, and then the championship, that Martin Truex Jr. had such a big points lead that there was a rumor that he would take off one or two races. Now, it, that would be absolutely ridiculous for him to do that because you're – he had such a huge point lead. Why not race those two races and continue to add to your points lead? You could win another race or another couple of stages and add to your, your points lead going into the playoffs. But I believe NASCAR put that in there because those rumors were swirling around and they didn't want drivers taking time off just randomly here and there because it was such a grueling schedule. Yeah, no, that that's never been, there's never been a, a driver. This isn't the NBA, right? It's not like the NFL where they, they pull the starters. I'm just too tired. Say it again. There's never been a driver in the history of auto racing that says, I can't race this week. I'm too tired. Yeah. I don't care if you talk about a subcompact driver at Eagle or I-80 or wherever they run subcompacts anymore um, to a late model driver, to a cup driver. That has never happened. These guys live to race cars. And I don't care how small your budget is. You don't take a day off just because you're a little bit tired. And I'm going to caveat that a little bit. If you're running for the championship, which all the guys up in the cup series are your weekly guys, there's a handful of them, probably about, you know, 40, 50% of the field that they're out there to have a good time. And maybe they take a weekend off or two, go to the lake. Uh, don't go out for that heat. But if you're talking about running for a championship, you're not taking a weekend off because you you're, you're tired. You, you got to go out there and race. You got to get those points. You got to, you got to keep that momentum up, but. Uh, so Gregson back in the 42 starting this weekend at Nashville. Um, he's going to win or no qualify position anyway. He's not going to point himself in. Yeah. yeah. Um, excuse me. Ryan Blaney, Ross Chastain, and Ty Gibbs all competed in a Goodyear tire test at Bristol. And speaking of Bristol, hearing rumors that they may not bring back dirt at Bristol for the 2024 race season that uh, they, this may be the final year that they did the dirt at Bristol. Um, do you it think this? It also sounds like they're taking a Bristol race away. They're just going to have one race, and it what might move. Like. And it might move to North Wilkesboro. Is that what you heard too? Yep. Yeah. yeah. 
Yep, that's without that's the scuttlebutt. I don't and, know if I like that. <laughs> I mean, I guess you got to take it away at some point in time, but to take away a second race from a, a track like Bristol, I mean that it just seems like you're. I don't know. I guess looking at the ticket sales lately, if North Wilkesboro had a fuller uh, uh, capacity, was closer to capacity than Bristol's been in years, I guess it makes sense for NASCAR to make the move. Yeah. See, I'm. This is just the. You know, what have you done for me lately? You know, it was the most popular ticket of the season this year because everybody thought it was, you know, uh, all the nostalgia of going back to that place. The race there sucked. It was terrible. Might have been the worst race of the year of the last several years. That race sucked. Yeah. But, you know, um, I'll, I'll give kudos to NASCAR for trying something. And yeah, maybe it, they've been, Maybe it, they've got some stuff in store to maybe repave that track or something. But yeah, that, that race sucked. And if it's going to be a race like that, they might as well go back and run the dirt or maybe they're going to put dirt on Hickory. Who the hell knows? <laughs> and I got, I got no problem with them adding. Cause I think we talked about it. I said, I want to see this race as an actual competition race and, uh, and not an all-star race. I want to see it. Uh, and, and so I'm fine with it being added to the schedule. I just, I don't know if I'm okay with losing a race at Bristol. I mean, t- t- I don't know. Take a race. So I don't it, whatever it, it, they're the ones in command. We just get to watch the races. Well, the spring race in Bristol is notorious for rain. Mm-hmm. So, and Bristol's ticket ain't worth what it was 15 years ago. You know, 15 years ago, there was a waiting list to get a ticket to that place. And now you can pretty much pick your seat, you know? So I don't want to see a long-term contract on the deal and i believe the powers that be at bristol and hickory are the same i believe that's under uh tms yeah speedway motors so smith could this be a a play to kind of reinvigorate bristol a little bit no i don't i don't think that's it you know and the way bristol's built they can't turn around and take out you know fifty thousand seats yeah you know it's a big bowl you know, that's why they cover up big sections like they did at uh, in the Coliseum at L.A. also. Yeah. All right. Uh, final piece of note, uh, news at least. The future commanders, uh, the NFL, NFL team, the Washington commanders, uh, have got a new, I wouldn't say a new owner, but at least he's in the works to purchase the team from the Snyder family. Um, Josh Harris, not the Josh Harris of Harris decals and quick time podcast. But apparently he has added, uh, or he has at least purchased a substantial investment in Joe Gibbs racing. What do you see this? How are you looking at this? I, I I guess I kind of see it as maybe new blood coming into the sport, continuing to have new blood coming into the sport. So it's not a bad deal, but are, are you seeing it as Joe Gibbs racing is having trouble paying the bills? No, no. What, Joe Gibbs is doing the same thing Roush did, the same thing Petty did, is they're trying to cash out some of their investment over the years. You know, all okay. these, when these teams fold, see, that's what everybody was complaining about before. When, you know, when I'm, you know, 80 years old and I don't have anybody to, to legacy all this stuff to, you know, um, it's worth 10 cents on the dollar. You know? Yeah. Well, and now... Now Joe Gibbs, let's just say it's uh, twenty million. 
I have no idea what it is. I don't know if it's two million or a hundred million. You know, I mean, Rick Hendricks' outfit has been estimated to be worth well over, you know, a couple hundred million. Mm-hmm. You know, so I don't know what the substantial deal for for the Gibbs outfit is, but uh, in all honesty, that's money that might just go into Joe Gibbs's retirement account or into his trust for his grandkids or something. Well, and, and look at it this way, um, he. I don't know his entire family tree, but the two boys that were 20 years ago going to take over the the team are no longer there. Correct. Both of them have passed away. I, I and I nobody to legacy it to. So there's no one to hand it down to now. So yeah, this that that makes a lot of sense the way you you lay that out is that this is this is Joe Gibbs starting to step away, starting to step away from from owning the team and and you know maybe. 10 years down the line, uh, Harris will purchase the remainder of the portion and, and Joe Gibbs will be out completely and we'll have a new team, but or at least a new name on the team. But for now, it's just a gradual step out. Yeah, and, and well, I don't see him really stepping away, but I just no. see him trying to recoup some of the money that he's originally put into the thing to get it up and rolling. I mean, Joe Gibbs used to be kind of where Tony Stewart's at right now, except he didn't drive, but he owned a funny car team and a top fuel team and then in the NHRA and you know he was spread out all over the place um but you know they haven't they've been out of the the drag racing stuff for quite a while 20 plus years I think it was late 90s when they got out of that and uh again has he been dumping money into it over the last several years I really doubt it you know they're always fully sponsored Mm -hmm. you know so I think anything that, you know, it's just simple numbers. Okay, it was worth, it's been valued at 200 million and he took a 10% stake and took the 20 million. That's his money. Mm-hmm. How it works out tax-wise and everything, obviously with increased value and all that kind of crap, <laughs> I have no idea. What did, but, yeah, uh, I think 40% of that just became the government's money. <laughs> again, I don't know how that lays out. And if you hide it in a trust like, Joe Biden seems to do with all his money, so nobody can get at it. Maybe there's tax advantages there or something. I don't know, but uh, definitely tax I, advantages. I don't want to speculate on on how all that went down, but yeah, no, he's just recouping some of his money. Exactly what Jack Roush did. Exactly what Richard Petty did. Ray Heverham sold everything. You've you know, you've seen this. You've seen this before, where we seem to have an influx over the last. I'm going to throw a general two-year statement on it where all of a sudden we've got um, like uh, Mr. Worldwide. Why can I not think of his name? Mr. Worldwide. What are you talking about? Pitbull Gordon? Yes, Pitbull. Pitbull getting into the sport. Jeff Gordon buying into Rick Hendrick um, or Hendrick Motorsports. uh, Jimmy Johnson buying in. And and, yes, you're right. You're right. You're right. Right. Uh, um, And then. You know, Michael Jordan getting into the sport. There seems to be an influx of people coming into the sport and bringing new money in. You've seen it before. You've talked to me a lot of times about, I remember the the Troy Aikman group that came in and bought, and they were there for like, what, a season? I don't know exactly what they did. They never had an actual team entering races, you know, but what they bought into or were trying to set up never really went anywhere. You go back. I want to say into the later 90s, Brett Favre was a half owner of an Xfinity team. 
into the 2007-8 area. Randy Moss was a principal owner in a truck team, or two truck teams, I think. You know, there's been a lot of this stuff coming through. Um, but it's just never really gone anywhere because it's never been at the cup level. You know, and now Justin Marks and, and Pitbull got their deal really rocking and rolling. And, uh, you know, Jordan's outfits won a couple races already, 23-11 with Jordan and, and Denny Hamlin. Uh, Jordan um, is evidently selling out his majority stake in the Charlotte Hornets. Yeah. Speculation that that's going to. that That's not speculation. That's a. BS meme that's been going around that right. he's selling well, it to recoup the money he's lost on 2311. Oh, no, no, I'm, I'm oh. saying he's going to put another team on 2311 with part of that money. That's oh, my I see. I see. I apologize for assuming that. Yeah. Bubba's lost him so much money. He had to sell the horns, which that is, you know, and, and again, you and I understand the industry enough to know that Bubba Wallace has made Michael Jordan a ton of money. Frick. Yeah. A absolute boatload of money. He's it, Bubba Wallace goes into the exact same category, and I'm sorry if this upsets people. As Dale Earnhardt Jr., he is a merchandise money maker. So is Kyle Larson. So is Danica Patrick. So is Rico Abreu. You know, there's very few guys out there. Tony Stewart was was one of the always one of the top merchandise money makers for NASCAR at the end of every season, and. Bubba Wallace is one of them. Like him or hate him, the dude well, sells Kyle T-shirts Larson. and 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 uh, sponsorships. Kyle Larson was before he stubbed his toe and stepped on his Johnson here a couple of years ago. Well, he you still know, is. He, well, he ain't near what he was before or what he would have been if he hadn't had to sit out. Okay, all right. Uh, I'll 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 respectively disagree with you after seeing Eagle Raceway that night at uh, yeah. at the Eagle High Limit Raceway's Show. Got nothing to do with his NASCAR stuff. Nothing. Well, okay. He, he let's place his own little deal. Him we'll and walk. Brad Sweet. And I'm glad it was full down at Eagle. Don't yeah. get me wrong. We'll walk you know? through the grandstands at uh at at, at uh, Kansas in September and just see how many Kyle Larson shirts there are. Yeah, you can walk through the grandstand. <laughs> now, if they take all the people and put them in two sections because they will fit. Then I'll walk the grandstand, but I'm not walking end to end because everybody because wants to sit 600 yards away from each other. It's a, well, we stink on those hot September days. Uh, it's a long walk too. When you come up through that turn one tunnel and and all the way over to like the media center, or even over into turn they turn need four. An escalator oh. up those damn steps is what they. Need. I need a respirator. Well, they I need an escalator so you can just stand there. You don't yeah. have to walk the steps. <laughs> All right, I think that's that does it for us on news and notes. Oh, the only other thing we need to talk about, uh, I feel kind of bad we kind of haven't really touched on it, is uh, former favorite guest on the front stretch, Scott Bloomquist, uh, announces that he under, underwent surgery uh, after a cancer diagnosis. That's been floating around the internet for the last couple of days, and uh, tough story there. It's I'm getting really sick and tired of talking to pe- talking to people about cancer just seems like it's so prevalent these days well yeah and uh, i did some digging on that and i can't find anywhere where it says what kind of cancer i'd heard through the rumor mill that it was prostate well that would be my top guess just in the simple fact that 
I'll bet 90 plus cases get surgery. Mm-hmm. 90 plus percent of the cases get surgery. You know, for yeah. a male cancer, that's kind of the equivalent to the female's breast cancer. Yeah. And, and that's the reason the great thing with, I'm going to word that differently. The smart thing with prostate cancer and the reason why you start getting a prostate exam so young is because if they catch it early, it's fairly easy to, to do surgery and get rid of it and you're fine. Right. Uh, so, and that's the reason why they start having prostate exams so early and why everybody out there should just get over it and get a prostate exam. Because if, if you catch it early, you're fine. If you, if you don't catch it soon enough, you're, you're in some uh, tall weeds. And, and from my doc, um, plain and simple, you actually just get the finger now for like three years. And then they kind of set a baseline, what the doctor felt with the finger and what, uh, is it the PSA number? Is that what they use in your blood? That, that sounds familiar. Yeah. I think it's PSA number they use in your blood and it, it, a low number is what you're looking for. You know, like below one is, is the all-star team and, you know, one to two or whatever is, is really good. They don't worry. I just had a friend just going through this here recently and one year b- between his physical one year and his physical the next year, his PSA went from like 1.5 to like eight. Ooh. And so the doctor had him come back in and did what he, what he called, he did a very extensive finger search. <laughs> and we shouldn't we'll laugh about it because we're, we're trying to encourage people to go do this. And it's <laughs> well, then He went on medication and in a matter of about two and a half or three years with going to the oncologist, I think every three months he went. And, uh, you know, they just really tracked this medication, but his number got back down to where it originally was. So they figured it was something naturally in his body that was causing, you know, this false reading on the PSA. Cause that's like, I mean, you know, that and uh, colon cancer and all that stuff, you know, kind of all runs together, but you see that Cologuard commercials on TV mm-hmm. where you send them a sample of your poop, you know, and, uh, and it says right in there in the fine print, the fine print about, you know, false positives or I don't want to say frequent or what the word was they use in that deal. But, you know, that's kind of how his deal was. He had a false positive for cancer. Yeah. So, so yeah. I just actually got my annual physical last week. And uh, the oh, according to my idea. my chart, it's zero to to four is the range they want you in and i had a 0.7 so i think i'm good for the psa yeah yeah well that's what i said under one you're like the all-star team <sighs> I mean, finally I'm, made I'm, the all-star I'm, team huh i finally made the all-star team yeah you've never been on one before you don't know how to <laughs> No, i rode the bench several times but <laughs> yeah. that probably didn't help across the any <laughs> All right, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back, unless you got anything else, Dirk. Just for all the older race fans, um, unfortunately, this is going to post um, too late, but uh, Mabel Wilson, um, the sister of the old Central Region Director, Jim Wilson, who ran the Bush All-Star Tour, the WDRL, 
um, all that stuff out of the Des Moines first and then the Kansas City area. Um, Mabel passed away recently. Um, anybody that had ever raced one of them tour races knew Mabel. You know, she was the the gal in the pit shack signing people in and all that stuff for years. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I, I'm, I'm assuming here that it was natural causes. Nothing else that I saw was stated. Um, and she was up in years. And uh, the one thing that everybody will tell you, and unless she quit recently, because I haven't seen Mabel in probably 15 years, but she uh, smoked like a chimney. Mm. And, uh, but a very nice lady, a very blunt lady. Um, but yeah, I know she's going to be missed in the racing community. She worked a lot of weekly races for many years at Corning. Um, her services are Thursday, the 22nd. I want to say it's 10 AM, but it's in, uh, Red Oak. Red Oak, 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 Iowa? Yeah, I don't really? know if she was recently living down there or or what, mm. but uh, I mean, I've seen Tom Lathan posted some stuff about it. You know, I've seen several posts on different racing sites about her. So, yeah. um, but I don't remember exactly when she passed away, but it was like a week and a half ago or two weeks ago. But then the news kind of took a while to get onto Facebook or whatever, mm. you know, so Anyway, everybody's gonna gonna hear this, and you know it'll be too late for the service. But if uh, if you're listening and you knew Jim Wilson, you got him as a friend on Facebook or whatever, maybe reach out and send your condolences because uh, you know she was uh, a very intricate part of the race scene here throughout the Midwest for a long time, many years. Uh, also, this coming Saturday, the Wheels of Courage Car Show, a Quaker Steak and Lube is going down. Uh, that's a, a really awesome event. If you're a classic car fan, it is the big, I think it's probably one of the biggest classic car shows in the area. They'll have over 250, almost 300 cars that'll register, show up and, and get, uh, get judged starts at 11 AM. But if you show up early, Sarah and I are going to be flipping pancakes and serving them up from, I'm going to say probably eight to 10, maybe eight to 11, no eight to 10. Cause Quaker stick usually opens up at about 11. So I want to be cleared up and, and gone before they open up. So probably eight to 10, uh, you'll see us right in front of the, uh, the, the, uh, patio there and, um, swing by, say hi, grab a pancake and, uh, tell a story or two. You know, put a couple dollars in the bucket for all timers or do you give that money to. Yeah, I'll give I'll give it to the uh, the Wheels of Courage. I I hate raising money for the Alzheimer's Association at a different charity event. So, all right, I'm all right, sure let's take so. let's take a break. We'll head into turn number two. We're going to talk with Boone County Raceway announcer Ryan Kumpf about the Tanner Pelster Memorial. Hang tight. We'll be right back. Every race car driver has run into the same problem. It's well past normal parts store closing hours, but you need that one to finish your car. The guys who brought you white knuckle racing by the river bring you Joe's Karting Racing Parts and Tire Store. Open until 10 p.m. Monday to Thursday and open until 11 p.m. on Friday and Saturday. A parts store that fits your after-hours schedule and you can turn a few laps at Joe's Karting while you're waiting for your part to get pulled from their warehouse. Joe'sKarting.com for more information. 
Hey guys, Dan Taylor with Tailored Computers and Repair. I've been talking about a hard drive upgrade on the Pubcast for quite a long time, and here's a little more detail behind it. Older laptops, older computers, maybe four or five years old, the hard drives that came with them just simply were not built for Windows 10. A new hard drive from Tailored Computers and Repair will breathe brand new life into your laptop and computer. Not only will it make it faster, but it will make your laptop battery last longer and it will run cooler, which will also help the battery last a lot longer. Not only does your computer or laptop get even faster, but all of your files, settings, pictures, everything is exactly where you left it. Within about a day, maybe two days, you're gonna get your same computer back but it's gonna run faster, cooler, and the battery's gonna last longer on laptops. Give me a call today, 402-659-5641. Find out what a hard drive upgrade can do for your computer and get some valuable time back. We're hooked up in turn two and still showing the green flag on the front stretch. Welcome back to the Front Stretch, rolling into turn number two, presented by Quaker Steak and Lube, the official watering hole of the Front Stretch. I talked about it the last turn. Coming up this Saturday is the Wheels of Courage Car Show. Starts at 11 a.m. Registration. Uh, you could pre-register Thursday at uh, Classic Car Cruising. Uh, all night long, they're going to have registration available. You can also register that day. But why make things hectic and register that day? Just get down to Classic Car Cruising on Thursday. Get yourself pre-registered. Get set for one of the largest classic car shows in the Midwest, the Wheels of Courage Car Show. And the great thing about it is proceeds go to benefit the Jenny Edmondson Charitable Donations Fund. Great operation. And I think last time I talked to the guys at Wheels of Courage Car Show, which unfortunately was a while ago, I think they were inching close to uh, $40,000 raised for the uh, Jenny Edmondson Charitable Donations Fund. So Saturday, Wheels of Courage Car Show. Get down there early before 10 a.m. and you might just get a pancake from Sarah and I. Joining us on the show now, the owner and uh, of RK Inc. and the announcer for Boone County Raceway, uh, Ryan Kumpf joining us. How you doing, man? Good, guys. Glad to have you on, or glad to have me on here tonight. Uh, talk about a lot of great racing, but uh, keep them busy, man. I don't you probably hear a little chaos in the background, so that's okay. <laughs> that's just how she is these days. Of course, as soon as you started talking, she's like, oh, now's the time I bark. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Typical Corgi, you know, Corgi yep. madness all the time. Yeah. Well, you guys at Boone County Raceway are uh, gearing up for a big annual event that uh, I got to be a part of last year. Had an absolutely fantastic time. And it's, uh, I believe, year number three or four of the Tanner Pelster Memorial. This will be the third year. Crazy. It's been three years already. Yep. But yeah, three years now. So talk about some of the ins and outs and uh, what drivers can expect that day and what fans can expect that day. Yeah, there, there's a lot going on. Um, it's amazing how much this event has grown compared to the first year. I think back to the first year when we unfortunately lost Tanner, um, the, the talks were we're going to have a big stock car show. And back then, a big stock car show to us was a thousand to win. And like uh, we still had the $111 for tow because we thought that would kind of help bring drivers in. But about three weeks before, we had so many donations come in to where that night uh, it was up to 5,000 to win. And since then, it has consistently been 5,000. I think last year was $5,211 to win. Uh, this year, it's back to $5,111 to win, which is one of the richest to win purses in stock cars in the state of Nebraska. Um, just doing a quick purse breakdown, just uh, kind of for, for the drivers listening in. 
uh, you're going to go home with a little bit of money, no matter who you are, if you make the show or not. Uh, right now, we're looking at 5,111 to win in the stock cars. Um, we're also going to have, just for a top five, it is $911 to win. A top 10 pays 511 to win. And we, uh, Delmer, the, obviously Tanner's uh, dad, Tanner, obviously the one who passed away, uh, Delmer has gone out of his way to increase the purse from 11th on back. So now uh, to start the feature, it is $311, which is equal to about what it is to win a weekly night any track in Nebraska. It is also 211 just for tow. So if you're a stock car driver, you just show up, unload, run a heat race and breakdown, or just if you don't make the feature, you're still going on with $211 to win, which is a top five on a weekly night um, if you compare it to what normal payout is. So it's really, really something that uh, the track and everyone in the community continues to invest in. Uh, we're also going to have our hobby stocks paying uh, $1,511 to win. Even a top five for that is over $800. A top 10 is $300 and it's 111 to start and it's 111 for tow. So a hobby stock guy is going to go home no matter who you are with at least $111 to win. Uh, we're also excited to have the Midwest Classic Stock Car Drivers back. They always are a great support class in the area. We look to have a strong contingency of those guys coming. And uh, I mean, there's a there's so many uh, cash bonuses, prizes that we can get into that. I mean, we could be here for an hour on not only just the purse, but all the different giveaways uh, we're actually going to be involved with during that night of racing. And it's important to let the fans know and even people who own businesses that if you're interested in sponsoring the Tanner Pelster Memorial, do it early. So that way, Boone County Raceway has a chance to thank you on their Facebook page. You guys were dealing with that, I think, in year number one and two of people just like all of a sudden uh, week before, four days before and the night before just still throwing money at this purse. And it got to be real hectic to figure out how the money was going to lay out and to give these people a thank you for uh, for donating money. Absolutely. That we really ran into that the first year where it was it was great to see because legitimately uh, the that first race was on a Sunday. That Friday night, I was at a local tractor pull at one of the county fairs. And I think I watched two hooks the whole night because I was just receiving donation after donation. I think Friday night, it was still in the like 2000 to win stage. And by Sunday, it was up to five grand. The frustrating thing about that is a lot of those people who donated, we didn't get the word out crediting them as much as we wanted to. So last year, we actually put together a sponsorship program that included free tickets, um, a whole bunch of different perks throughout the season that really incentivized you to actually sponsor, whether you're a business or just a race fan or a family member of Tanner's. And that's really worked out well to uh, get some more money in the purse and, you know, just take care of the drivers as much as we can. A lot, all the money that is being sponsored, does it all goes to the drivers is the biggest thing I can say about that. None of it goes to the racetrack at all. We do not pocket a single dollar of that. It goes directly into the purse for the event. And uh, we're strong with our sponsorships again this year. So um, obviously, yeah, if you uh, are interested in uh, being involved, um, go ahead and just contact the uh, Boone County Raceway Facebook page, or uh, we can get you in contact with Delmer and the gang as well for that. This is all going down Sunday, July 9th at uh, Boone County Raceway. And this is this going to be a Stock Car Crown Summer Series touring event? Yep. Yes, it is. So you'll get uh, that. That's another great thing is all of the perks that we have added, uh, like a $300 to win longest haul for both the hobby stocks and stock cars. Uh, we also got a, by the way, I, I do have to mention this, uh, Demon Decals, 
the hard charger for the night is going to go home with a free race wrap courtesy of Demon decals. So wow. that's just a few of the, so that's some of the added bonuses, but you're going to have all of the nightly bonuses and contingency awards uh, that the dirt crown has sponsored as well. And obviously just the stock car crown races alone have been averaging over 40 cars a night. So, I mean, that's going to bring a lot of big names, but uh, the fact that we have the strong purse is going to obviously help as well. Is this going to be broadcast on the uh, Dirt Crown TV or do you got another uh, streaming service lined up? So, yeah, so we've had a multi-year agreement the last few years with Flow Racing. It's been a really great partnership and we'll continue that again this year. Um, so that's where if you can't make it, obviously we want you at the racetrack, but uh, if you can't make it, head on over to Flow Racing on that Sunday. Um, I believe just taking a look at the start times, hot laps are at 5.15, racing at 6.15, and we've even discussed maybe moving it just to a 6 o'clock start time for the races. So um, just experience for the last two years, it, this is during our fair, so it always brings a really big crowd. So if you want a good seat, please get there early uh, because by race time, it is packed to the brim. So and I, I, uh, just I don't know on that. I don't think there's much of like a grandstand gates open up at because since it's kind of the fair time, there's a lot of stuff going on around the area that it's kind of just an open come as you go. Yeah, it's one of those things you'll see people throughout the afternoon running in and out. Maybe they'll actually go sit up in the grandstand since it's a covered bleachers just from taking a break from all the fair activities and getting a little bit of shade. But yeah, come about two hours before race time, you're really going to start seeing a crowd come in. Legitimately, there'll be people two to three hours before the race going in and setting up their uh, uh, seats. The Tanner Pelster Memorial. Go ahead, Dirk. I was just going to say, I just want to get this, this straight, though, but this is an actual... Uh, dirt crown points race correct yeah yep this is uh, uh you'll get west point west series points for this race yep and it is also an imca sanctioned race so this is also an all-star qualifier for the stock cars for boone well the tanner pelster memorial at boone county raceway sunday july 9th 5111 to win for the stock cars 1511 to win for the hobby stocks also featuring the midwest classic stock car association like Ryan said right now the tentative schedule is hot laps at 515 with racing action at 615. That could change just a little bit. $25 for adults. Kids 6 to 12 get in for 10 bucks. Kids 5 and under get in for free. Anything we missed? Anything we make sure we want to cover before we uh, wrap it up? Um, obviously, for drivers listening, make sure you get pre-registered for the event with the amount of cars we've had the last two years and we're expecting this year. It just makes check-in so much quicker. And obviously, uh, some races, they do charge pre-registration. We do not do that. So I know it's not necessarily a huge incentive to pre-register when we don't charge a pre-registration fee, but it's really just going to help you and help the track the night of. Um, the staff really works hard to make sure they get everyone in and out right away, but please just get your pre-registrations in. And then obviously for the fans, you can also purchase your grandstand admission passes ahead of time at our website, boonecountyraceway.com. And also um, we added the feature this year, you can actually purchase your pit pass ahead of time as well. So that will speed up uh, getting checked in at the pit gate as well. Fantastic. Boone County Raceway on Facebook. Um, I believe uh, boonecountyraceway.com for the traditional website. Uh, Ryan, it's always great talking with you. It was a quick one, but we got it all done, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Obviously, I do want to maybe mention that we do have the ASCS Sprint Cars coming up next Friday, June yeah. 30th. So hope to see everyone out there. It's the second year in a row for that. So we'll have the ASCS National Tour along with late models and gotras. So uh, hope to see you out if you'd like to get a primer before Tanner's race. Awesome. Appreciate the time, buddy. Good talking with you.
Absolutely, guys. Enjoy listening. I'll bring some Sunny with me on the ninth. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> All right, buddy. Have a good night. Good chat with you. Yep. Talk to you later. Thank Bye. You. That was Ryan Kumpf of Boone County Raceway getting set for the Tanner Pelser Memorial. What a great event that has uh, kind of uh, blossomed out of such a tragic event with uh, Tanner passing away a couple of years ago because of a off-season farming incident. So um, paying tribute to a great young man and uh, and helping to put some money in the pockets of some uh, stock car and hobby stock drivers throughout the area. The only thing we got left to do is get you set for this weekend at Nashville Super Speedway for NASCAR, uh, the Ally 400 at Nashville. Again, it's a Sunday evening race starting at 7 o'clock, and it is on NBC, also on MRN, Sirius XM, and the NASCAR app. I know that's – I believe the NASCAR app is the way that uh, James Rowland prefers to pr- uh, pay attention to the race and get his information. So you could do the same thing on the NASCAR app. Last two races, June, this time last year, Chase Elliott got the big win. And then the year before in uh, June of 2021, it was Kyle Larson picking up the win at uh, Nashville Super Speedway. So, yeah, it's, uh, I always liked working races there. So I think it's a, it's a nice track. It's, it's actually located, I want to say it's in Lebanon, Tennessee, if I'm not mistaken. That sounds familiar. It's east of uh, the metro area. East, the airport's clear on the east end of town, and it's—I remember—it's about twenty-five or thirty miles east of the airport. And again, I, I said seven o'clock. Uh, it's actually six o'clock Central Time, seven o'clock Eastern. Get your picks in on time for the Rick Havenridge Pickups Contest. Find out what Rick can do for you today at rickhavenridgeadvice.com. Also, Rick let me know last night while we were uh, hanging out and uh, chatting a little bit that he has a new website, Rick Havenridge. Dot com. That's it. He owns rickhavenridge.com. So go over there today and find out what Rick can do for you today. Get your picks in on time for the Ally 400 at Nashville Speedway, 6 o'clock on Sunday in the broadcast on NBC. Get out to Eagle Raceway. Get out to Boone County Raceway. Get out to Crawford County Speedway. Get out and support your local racing. And uh, hopefully Dirk and I will get to run into you at the racetrack. For Dirk Houston, I'm Dan Taylor. This has been the Front Stretch presented by Joe's Carding. Hey, look at that. You're sitting on your couch playing Halo, Madden, or NASCAR while your friends are at Joe's Karting. Each lap is an adrenaline-filled, heart-pumping, white-knuckle experience that you can only get at the Metro's largest indoor karting track. Eco-friendly Honda engines rip you around their professionally designed road course at breakneck speeds. Can you reach the 14-second lap bracket? There's only one way to find out. Put the controller down and get to Joe's Karting, 23rd Avenue in Council Bluffs next to Quaker Steak and Lube. Great times, great food. Get to Quaker Steak and Lube. Quaker Steak and Lube in Council Bluffs continues to offer the best wings, burgers, and steaks seven days a week, along with great daily specials. Mondays are Kids Night, where kids eat for just 99 cents with the purchase of an adult entree. Tuesdays is All You Can Eat Wings Night for just $17. Enjoy a half rack of baby back ribs for just $13.50 on Wednesdays, and you choose on Thursdays for just $12. You can pick between 15 fried shrimp, a pickup cheeseburger, 15 breaded wings, or six boneless wings. Check out Quaker Steak and Lube in Council Bluffs on Facebook for all their daily specials. Get to Quaker Steak and Lube. 